Hey y'all. Oh lord, here comes Chantal. What? Nothing. We just know you always with the shit. And is. So what you got for us this time? Oh, you know, just a little hookah, little drink for our conversation. Well, what else is new? This episode. So let's get to it. episode of the glass mic is sponsored by blue chew let's talk about something that we are all doing right now during this quarantine you guessed it six so i had a lot of the guys say well chantal you're promoting these enhancements for women where are enhancements at what what you got for us no need to worry guys you can now increase your performance and get that extra confidence in bed bluechew.com that's blue like the color blue blue chew brings you the first chewable with the same fda approved active ingredients as viagra and cialis you can take them anytime day or night even on a full stomach and since they're chewable they work up to twice as fast as a pill and you can be ready whenever an opportunity arises so if you're taking somebody on a date netflix and chilling whatever you just pop those chewables in and you're gonna be just as ratty as your girl is. Blue Chew is made in the USA. It's prescribed online by licensed physicians, so you don't have to go to the doctor or wait in line. It's even cheaper than a pharmacy, and they prepare and ship it right to you in a discreet package, and it's no awkwardness. You don't need to leave the house. If you could benefit from more confidence where it counts, Blue Chew is the fast and easy way to enhance your performance. Right now, we have a special deal for our listeners. Visit bluechew.com and get your first shipment free when you use the special code Chantal, C-H-A-N-T-A-L. Just pay $5 shipping. Again, that's B-L-U-E chew.com. Promo code Chantal to try for free. Blue Chew is the better, cheaper, faster choice and we thank them for sponsoring this podcast. And remember, when you support our sponsors, you help make this podcast possible. So please be sure to use our promo code Chantal at bluechew.com. And don't forget, invite me to the wedding or the baby shower. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and welcome to another episode of The Glass Mic, where there is no script, just transparent talk. I am Chantal Says It All, and I'm so excited to talk to y'all again, and I got some new things that I want to try, well, one new thing that I want to try in tonight's episode, so y'all tune in and bear with me. Uh... I'm doing this episode, it's going to be a little more intimate. We are talking about mental health because it is affecting a lot of people this year with everything that's going on, but we are not in the doctor's office. We are in my office, so we are going to be laxed. <laughs> yes, yes. yes, so instead of my normal shot o'clock where I drink my little vodka, I'm going to have some wine. And it's some rosé, so I feel a little fancy. You know, it's Sunday evening. Mm -hmm. Today was a great day. So let's partake. Cheers. Cheers. Okay. We're going to feel that in a minute. <laughs> so on this part of trying, I'm, it's called trying-ish. 
Now, y'all know what ish mean. It's the nice word of saying sugar, honey, iced tea. But I'm <laughs> going to try to limit my little potty words for this episode since it's a little more serious. Patreon, y'all can see what I will be talking about. Podcast, y'all can hear about it. If y'all want to see it, subscribe on Patreon.com. Trying shit and trying shit, trying shit and trying shit, don't work. Trying shit and trying shit, won't work. Trying shit. Try- but on this one, it's a sex chocolate called Sex Aphrodisiac Chocolates. Mm-hmm. Patreons, y'all can see. And this box is orgy. It's different flavors. Um, it's like milk chocolate, dark chocolate, decadent dark chocolate, wicked white chocolate, and mysterious milk chocolate. Yes. Yeah, and, and you know what? I tried it because I don't. I said I don't promote stuff unless I, you know, try it for myself. Mm-hmm. And I'm gonna give you one. I'm oh, gonna let you please, pick a flavor, please. And I'm gonna let y'all know who this is talking in a second. <laughs> <Let me laughs> but yes, I had the salted caramel flavor, and I also tried a flavor that I don't. I'm not a big fan of, which is like raspberry chocolate. Okay, but see. it was good. Was it? Good? I ate it because. I wanted to try something I didn't like So I got my most favorite and my least favorite flavor That I know mentally And I ate it and girl It was good <laughs> it, was, it tastes good and I really? feel good Heck, yes. Okay let me pick that because so I definitely They did. are not a sponsor So aka I, I'm not getting paid for this <laughs> But I enjoyed that much That I want to tell y'all about it And hopefully you know Maybe they'll sponsor an episode or two They need to Yeah. So let me know if y'all want to try that Patreon um, I do have it posted on the uh, feed So yes Get y'all some sex chocolate let me go ahead and try this raspberry one because I was avoiding that one too. Cause that's yeah, because I'm like, ugh, right? Because you remember back in the yeah. we had the chocolate and had the cherry in the middle. I hated I, that I chocolate. I wasn't about it. And I the was... marshmallow. I did not like that. I was I like, just like give it. me all the ones the nuts. Exactly. And call it a day. That's me too. Yes. So, so speaking of me too, I'm going to go ahead and introduce my guest for tonight. Hello. Yes, ma'am. You can introduce yourself. That way I can know how to call you throughout the episode and how you want to go by. Okay. Well, so my name is Evelyn Ashofu. Um, I am a psychiatry resident, so uh, a physician. My specialty is psychiatry. Um, finishing up like my specialized training, I'll be finishing June. Um you can call me Evelyn. Okay. My patients call me Dr. A, but you can call me Evelyn. Okay. Look, <laughs> my friends will tell you the ones that are doctors, I always kind of like, now when we be out or like when we be at the club or we be at brunch and somebody, I'm like, do you know who this, this is Dr. Such and Such. <laughs> they be modest and humble and I'm the little ghetto cousin and they ain't never been nowhere. This is Dr. Such and Such. Do you know where he went to school? He can pay for everybody food in here. Oh so, my God. <laughs> you, you know, the thing is I have friends like that too and I'm just like oh my gosh okay yeah. and they'll be like she's but you doctor. need them you need them high friends though you do you I do. mean I know how to turn it on and off I wouldn't do that in a very professional setting but brunch everybody drunk exactly. they won't even remember me no next time. exactly but no I, I appreciate girl. it because I'm not gonna do it but I'm like okay go ahead go ahead <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> let them know let them know yes. and you you hail here from the great state of Texas right I do yes I was born and raised in Houston Texas Southwest Ailey Texas to be exact okay uh, <laughs> I made yes, yes. But born and raised in Houston, I've lived in every major city in Texas, probably except El Paso. But like, moved to Austin for college, went to med school in San Antonio, and now in Dallas working. Okay, um, as a psychiatrist. Yeah. So I know business has probably been booming this year. Yeah. Yes. Is that good or bad? I mean, it's bad because people. 
you know, are feeling the way they feel, but it's mm-hmm. good that they're acknowledging their feelings are coming to you. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think one thing that's one good thing that's come of COVID is just the fact that we've all transitioned to like telemedicine. So we've had to kind of, you know, like change up the way we deliver our care. And so we're doing like telephone visits, we're doing video visits. And I appreciate the fact that we just have a bigger reach because there's a lot of people that just can't come to appointments, you know? So, so it's definitely made it so that I'm seeing a lot more people. Um, It's unfortunate that it had to be under these sort of circumstances, but I'm glad people are really getting the the help that they need, you know? Right. And I agree. And uh, people that's listening, um, I'm going to have where I answer, well, not I answer, but I'm going to ask some of the questions that you all said. Uh, again, this is not a doctor's office, so um, hopefully you can get some resource on this show. If you are feeling at a point that you need to get serious help, I will provide the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline number. Nice. That is 1-800-273-8255. There's always somebody that's there to talk to you. I understand, you know, and we'll get in depth because I'm Christian. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we always had those praying grandmothers. Mm-hmm. We had those praying mothers, praying friends, cousins. And that's very appreciative. And I really mm-hmm. am a big fan of prayer. I've seen what prayer can do. Yeah, but there's also resources that are provided that prayer, unfortunately, won't be able to cover and hold. Yeah. So I just want y'all to know that those resources are available. And we hope that by the end of this segment that you'll be able to know where to find those resources. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to go ahead and get into, girl, these questions on Instagram. So I have, I say I have a good following. Um, I just started this podcast in May and I just started season two back up in August and we have well over 1500 listeners, Wow! but on the the social media page, it's growing still. Mm -hmm. But on my personal page, I have, like, way more followers than the podcast page. So, my big thing is my stories. Mm. So, my page is cute, and I post every now and again. But my stories, you're going to get a laugh. You're going to get some memes. You're going to be my close (laughs) friends. You get to see me lit. Like, lit. Like, everybody can see me lit. Y'all like my (laughs) special little group. Um, But I just made it a little more serious. And I asked because um, it's been a lot of deaths lately. Personal you know, people's uh, family members and mm-hmm. also celebrities, mm-hmm. and it feels like it hit close to home. It's been budget cuts, unemployment's ended, just to name a few things. Mm-hmm. And I just noticed on the outside looking in with my followers, they're putting on strong faces, but it's like, I know, you know what I'm saying? Because yeah. every day is not sunny. Even in, you know, my world, you know, we have cloudy days. Absolutely. But I use laughter and I use prayer and I just feel like one of my gifts is to uplift others. So giving my energy and my time to help other people is where I get my happiness from. Hmm. So I try to always recharge myself. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Cause there's right. been times where I would do that and I didn't recharge myself. Yeah. I, I, I gave a scenario to my husband. I said, it's like you had this iPhone and you got all these apps up helping. The apps are people helping and you got all these apps up, but you're not plugged in eventually you're going to have a low battery. Absolutely. So it's like, I try to make sure I have my charge and my charge is me doing my devotionals reading. I just incorporate, just don't, don't look at me right now, but I just (laughs) started incorporating. I started taking the stairs. Now I don't take the elevator anymore. 
Um, I try to limit my dairy intake because it messes with my hormones, which messes with my moods. Mm-hmm. Um, and just talking more about it instead yeah. of holding it in. That's that's a big thing. So I'm like, as I work through myself, like even though I don't feel depressed, it comes and goes. But yeah. even though I don't feel depressed at the moment, that doesn't speak for others. And I had uh, made a statement like two weeks ago, and I said. Um, you know, how are y'all feeling right now? And some people was like, I'm doing well. But the majority of the polls said that I have the blues. Mm-hmm. Like a majority. And I'm like, that wow. is crazy. So yeah. I'm going to go over um, just the poll questions first and then the statements. Okay. Okay. So I asked, how serious do you take your mental health? Hmm. 74% said I do what I can. Okay. 26% said not as I should. Mm. So even though it's good that the majority said that, we still have to look at that percentage not as you should. Absolutely. So what would you consider um, somebody taking their, like, how would you consider somebody taking their mental health serious? So I think especially nowadays, you know, we're kind of like on a go, go, go mentality, meaning like, we don't check in with ourselves, right? It's right. so much going on in the world, personally. People gotta work, people have kids, people have a you know relationship, school, whatever the case may be. I think it's really difficult in this day and age to check in with yourself. And I think the, the question about like, whether or not you're taking care of your mental health, it starts with, it starts with are you aware of your emotions? Are you aware of how you're doing mentally? And I think that's something that is difficult for people to do is to really like stop, pause and check in. Like, how am I doing? How am I feeling? Um, And, you know, I'm guilty of of this, too. It's like I'm on a go, go, go mentality because that's just how society is right now. And so you really need to pause and do that mental check in with yourself. How am I feeling? What is making me feel this way? How can I get to a place where I want to feel x y and z whether it be like i want to feel happy i want to feel fulfilled i want to feel um loved i want to feel um you know like whatever the feeling may be the only way that you're going to be able to work on it is to acknowledge the fact or understand the fact about how you are feeling in that moment and i think that is the thing that's really hard for us to do yes you know and i'm going to play patient so i'm going to be the patient and you're going to be the doctor do it you know normally i play there is something bad (laughs) 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 no let's do let's go yes i'm going to be i'm going to be a good patient Mm -hmm. so uh, I've been diagnosed in the past with clinical depression and PTSD. Like, I had to take this big questionnaire. It was bigger than... I'm like, the ACT ain't got sh- nothing on this. Because I'm like, why well, do I have to answer... You know, like, my reactions. It was questions. Yeah. I didn't feel like it was anything. Like, it was just something simple, but it meant a lot yeah. to the doctor. Right. And so that's how she determined it. Um, I was in denial before. Uh, I found myself angry a lot. I found myself ill-tempered. And like I said, I'm normally a happy-go-lucky person. I found myself not wanting to be around. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, I'm a social butterfly, but I would just, I would have FOMO where don't, not invite me to nothing because I'm going to be mad. Right. But you know I'm not coming. Right, but I'm not about to come. You know I'm not coming, (laughs) but still invite me so that I can decide that I don't want to come. Because if I see y'all on Instagram, I'm going to feel away. Of course. So. (laughs) Of course. So, yeah, so I, uh. 
I just found myself being depressed. I would cry for no reason. I would see things on TV that made me cry. I would be on social media, saw people elevating. I feel like I wasn't elevated, made me cry, comparing myself, Mm -hmm. just doing all types of things that weren't healthy. But at the time, I thought it was just like natural feelings. And, you know, it's not really, well, now that we're older, we are aware of mental health. But even now, it's like, when you hear mental health, you think of the state hospital. Well, just me as a patient, and I. Ahead, but yeah. now, before I knew what I know, before I knew what I didn't know at the time, it's like I thought, okay, state hospital, mm-hmm. um, bipolar episodes, mm-hmm. you throwing stuff, you about to run your car into right. this stuff, you know, just things that you know, out of sight like that. Like that's when I thought people needed help. So I didn't get the help at the time that I needed until I had a mental breakdown. I had a mental mm-hmm. breakdown. Um, Two days after Christmas. Christmas, I think, really triggered it because it's like everybody was posting being with their family and friends and stuff. My grandpa had just passed the month before, and I was alone in my apartment. And I'll never forget, like, I just, I drunk really heavy back then. Like, it wasn't for socializing like it is now, but it was like I just had liquor everywhere. Yeah. And I was just drinking to get pain away from work, getting pain from me gaining weight. Mm-hmm. And I had a good space in life. Like, I had, um, well, no, that time I didn't have a good space. I mean, I had a good job and stuff, but it's like, that's when I knew, like, money isn't the key. Had the breakdown, girl. I go into detail with y'all on Patreon about what happened, but once I had that moment, I said, okay, I need to get some help. Yeah. Because I could have died. And Mm -hmm. that's when I saw the therapist. And I'm sure you see the same thing. Come in there. I'm shut down. I don't want to say nothing. Like, yeah, yeah, I signed up to you. My insurance clear. But I ain't going to tell you nothing but my name. (laughs) Just give me my days off. Leave me alone. (laughs) Give me my days off. But she just asked me how I was doing. I just bust out crying like a baby. She's like, okay. You can first of all, you can get off work. I said, I need that part. But I really went to get the help, too. But I was like, yes, to the days off. Mm -hmm. Won't he will. And, <laughs> and then as I went to the meetings and stuff, that's when we talked. And a lot of my issues came from my past, like my childhood. And I think that's where a lot of people stem from. Yes. I want to have a second episode where it's more in depth with the family. So right now we'll just yes. break the little icing on the surface first yeah. and then we'll dig deeper. Absolutely. But, um... That's how I found out. So I started getting help. I was writing letters. Uh, that I didn't send them to anyone, but she had yeah. me do writing exercises. Right. I listened to music. Uh, she talked to me. I vented. She asked me questions about stuff. And then that's when I realized, like, okay, you know, getting mental help is not bad. Right. I mean, you go get your ankle seen. You sprain your ankle. You go when you get a and cut, stuff like that. It's just like we're we're machines. We're human machines. And the motor is not working right now. So we just need a tune-up. Absolutely. That's how I look at it now. Good. Good. But I know that my followers, based off of these results I'm getting, they're not seeing it like that. Or they may see it, but they're oblivious because they don't feel like they are in the shoes. And I mean, like, okay, I'm not drinking. I'm not doing it. But right. theirs might be different. So right. how can you uh, – can you give some examples of some telltale signs of, okay, I need to go get some help? Yeah, yeah. Like, everything you're saying is so spot on and something that I've seen with people that I've worked with, too. It's a perception of mental health that's like um, like schizophrenia, bipolar. Like, this is somebody who's just like, you know, quote-unquote, 
out of control, can't control their emotions, can't control their behaviors. And that's not always what it is. You know, like what, when I'm seeing somebody, what I look at to see like, okay, does this person need help is you're functioning, right? So Mm -hmm. like, is this person able to do things that they're usually able to do? Are they maintaining their relationships? Are they maintaining their work life balance? Are they able to get up and like take care of themselves? You know, are they starting to have thoughts that are really negative? Like, you know, like feeling guilty, feeling um, shame, feeling unwanted, feeling like they don't want to live, you know, like, so these are things that I look at. And so that's, com- that's something that no matter what kind of diagnosis you have, it's, com- it's common for me to assess for that. And that's how I, that's the thing that lets me know, like, okay, is this person could benefit from getting more help, you know? And I think because of the perception of mental illness, like in the media with other people, you know, just in general, mm-hmm. people are really nervous about getting help because it's almost like saying like something is wrong with me. And it's like, it, and I like to try to educate people on, on the fact that it, like you said, it's just like breaking an arm. It's just like people that have high blood pressure. It's just like people that have diabetes, something may be wrong in that sense, but it's not something, it's not something that's not treatable. It's not something that can't be helped. Yes. And that's the thing I want to like drive home with people because sometimes people feel like they're broken and there's nothing that, that can be done about it. And that's just not yes. true. And like I said, it's just, it's different examples. So again, with the sprain, and I'm not no doctor, y'all. I'm like, I said, I'm a patient. So I'm coming from my past as the patient and still, you know, to this day working on myself. So like, you know how, again, if you sprain your ankle and they give you that good pain medicine. You know what I'm saying? You yeah. feeling good. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> But you don't take it forever. No. But then also somebody that might have hurt their leg a little more may have to be on the medication a little longer than mm-hmm. you. So I was prescribed medicine. And I, I had a, I dated medicines. And the first date was horrible. The yeah. date, date made me feel worse than what I did. Yeah. I don't want to name drop them because it may not, you know, just because it didn't work for me, it might right. not work for somebody. So I don't want everybody to say, oh, she said, um... Glucose, a big word. I'm taking it. I'm going to stop taking it. Right. No, don't do that. Do what your doctor prescribed because I am not a doctor. But, um, you know, I didn't like it. The second one, it didn't make me feel good. Mm -hmm. And the last one I had, it made me feel good. Mm -hmm. Like I felt normal. I was happy. You can have a ton of work in front of me. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to do this work. And when I get off, I'm going to do this and I'm going to do this. And I'm the king, you know, the queen of the world. But let me not take that medicine. That. It started all the way back over And I was like I don't want to be on it I don't want to yeah. do this Well I got to take medicine You know what I'm saying yeah, And exactly. so um, You know eventually I ended up winning off of it And I don't have to take depression medicine now But that doesn't mean that I can go back to My old lifestyle So that's why I said I've been incorporating Taking the stairs Like even though it's yeah. like I don't want to take them damn So I see the custom words so That just shows how no. serious yeah. I don't want to take them stairs I want to take this elevator <laughs> But it's like I know if I didn't work out Because I'm not a big uh, Physical activity person mm-hmm. As I should be But I was like Okay I know I wanted to eat this today And I want to do that just take the stairs. Right. Then I got a little Apple Watch and the rings moving. I'm starting to feel myself the scale trying to go down a little bit. And I'm like, okay, I'm gonna take these stairs. Yes. Still. So I do that. Um, I drink. I've always been a water drinker, and um, also I, like I said, I try not to eat so much dairy because it does mess with my moods. Mm-hmm. 
But if I didn't do all of those things, like I said, that I just started doing, then I will find myself feeling, you know, a little yeah. down. Um, how how did, how is it normally with your patients, like yeah. when they first come to you? You so I will say, you know, by the time somebody decides that they are wanting to see a psychiatrist, you know, most times they're pretty low, you know, like they're, they're at a place where they feel, you know, I can't control what is happening to me at this moment. So I really do need the help to see a psychiatrist, you know, like it's, I don't want to say it's like a last resort because it really shouldn't feel that way, but because of the same reasons why you've already named, you know, like people don't want to be on medication. People have this perception about mental illness. So by the time they come to me, they're at a point that's like, you know, Doc, like if I don't get the help that I need, I really don't know how I'm going to keep on with the rest of my life. Like, I really don't know how I'm going to see another day. So it's almost like a point of like, this is the lowest point that I've been, um, that I'm at. And, you know, I'm grateful that they chose, you know, to whatever fears or anxieties that they had about seeing a psychiatrist, they chose to bypass that and come and see me. And a lot of times they'll be like you, like, I don't want to say anything. I'm not trying to, you know, talk about nothing. Just like, give me whatever I need to get and let me be about my day. Cause it's like before that, and I just be straight up. Like, you know, when you see psychiatrists, you think of it's this rich white couple that's taking their little chat as bad as hell to the psychiatrist because if he don't he gonna cut off the doll heads and stuff like that mom and dad getting divorced dad sleeping with the secretary who's my stepmom and i'm confused about that my sister is pregnant by somebody else and it's just weird stuff so it's like we on this well not we because i can not speak for myself but yeah. it seems like you don't see that so much in the black community mm-hmm. and then a lot of us that do see you know the therapists and stuff I can only speak around my circles. I won't say a lot of us, but a lot of people that I know that see therapists are college graduates. Yeah. Are people that are close to college graduates that can get their help. You know, before I even went to college, um, I had some things that occurred in my life as a child that made me go. And when I went, I felt, I didn't like it at all. Like, I felt bad. And I felt like people were treating me like I was weird and Mm -hmm. stuff like that. But I needed to go at the time. Now that I'm older, I know why I was taken because of the stuff that happened to me. But it's like, you know, it's not introduced. So what I'm hoping, and, you know, one day when we become parents, I'm hoping that my child would not have to, you know, see a therapist. But I also feel that I hope that they do go see a therapist because even if they don't have a traumatic event Mm -hmm. in their life, it could be overwhelming. Like, they probably want to be the perfect A student or... I can't control kids. I, I could control their parents and punch them in their mouth and they miss if they child miss with my child, but I can't control it. <laughs> I can't control it at the end of the day. You know right, what I'm saying? So right. I can't say that they have a perfect upbringing here at home, but at school, it's that one person, because I was bullied, so I know, yeah. um, that might, you know, torture them to a point where they do feel, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Or they may uh, have a disability or they may be, yeah. uh, they may like the same sex and right. none of that stuff is wrong, but it's some small minded people out there that'll make them feel wrong. Absolutely. So they need to go to therapy. So I'm hoping that if they do decide to go to therapy, it'll be just for them to keep their minds in check. Not because it's something 
you know, if they feel like they're belittled, like they're like, okay, therapy's not bad. It's just like going to the doctor, you know. Right. We're trying, we're still teaching people, don't be scared to go to the doctor. Exactly. Because, you know, people don't go just because I don't want to hear. I know I've been eating cheeseburgers every day. I don't want to hear I got high cholesterol. Mm-hmm. My grandma and great grandma had diabetes. I don't want to hear, oh, I got diabetes. So you rather not hear it. Right. And something happens. I mean, because either way, it's no, like, the only way you can not run away from it is to do something to preventative it, care. Exactly. So I want us to look at therapy as preventative care. Like, you get your teeth clean. Right. Like, you right. go get your checkups. You and know what I'm saying? That's exactly how it should be. Like, yeah. I'm a big proponent of, like, everybody needs therapy. I don't care if you've lived a squeaky clean, trauma-free life. Like, because the thing about it is, like, for, especially in, I you know, I I speak about the black community because you know i live it i yeah, study it you, you got know that right um it's not normal you know i know for it's me nice. too growing up like if i even tried to tell my mom i was sad my mom would be like don't be sad like you know you got all this food in the house you know like kids in africa starving okay they starving <laughs> but i don't like this damn tuna sandwich you know like my <laughs> mom will literally she will tell me all the reasons why i should not be sad like literally she'll list it all like wh- why there's no reason for you to be sad and so for <laughs> me growing up it wasn't normal to talk about my emotions it wasn't normal for me to talk about my feelings um as a child as a teenager and so of course like whatever and you know like you said we can talk i mean we could have a whole conversation about like childhood and how like that impacts how you are now but you know because i grew up like that that was the way i was in my adult life too like i don't i wouldn't talk about my emotions i wouldn't express my feelings and there's it's there that's to a detriment you know like to not talk about your emotions to not talk about how you feel that will impact you if it doesn't come out in the way you would that's healthy which is like expressing it in a safe space with somebody that you trust somebody who is like educated and knowledgeable and an expert in like helping you to examine and and process those feelings if you don't express it that way you are going to express it in some way and that and that's what i've learned in all of the training that i've got like don't think just because you don't talk to somebody about it it's not going to come out in some way it will And so the thing about it is, is like going to see a therapist is your way to take control of those feelings that you haven't yet expressed. It's like your way of doing it in a way that's healthy, that's helpful, that's beneficial to you. Because if you don't do it that way, it'll come out in a way that you don't want it to. And and that's what we're trying to avoid here. Yes. You know? Yes. Yeah. Um, So I'm going to go over this statement that I asked and I'm just going to call out some of the responses again. Everybody that sent me the responses, I love y'all so much. And I try my best not to even look. Like, I don't know if you ever asked a question on your Instagram, but you can see who responded. But when you share it, your followers can't see it. Okay. So I try not to even make it to a point where I can't see Like, it's, it's hard. Like, I can see the pictures and I just try not to look at the names. Right. Because right. it's like, I'm already honored that you gave me that. That's amazing. Yeah. yeah and I was, I was shocked. And I'm like, I don't think nobody really going to answer. Because people... I love my mama, and if she heard it, she'll agree. But she doesn't like people knowing her personal yep. business. And I think that it's okay to not let everybody in because some people will take it and twist it, and it's mm-hmm. fine. But I'm the type of person where I try to show myself, like, um, when I was unemployed, when I went through bad breakups, mm-hmm. different things like that. I try to. Even when I was diagnosed with um, my depression and other stuff, I've tried to be transparent yeah. because, like I said, I am funny, and... 
I don't want to put on like, I mean, people going to still think what they think at the end of the day, but I don't want to put on like I got it together because I don't. I just take the lemons that was given and I try to make lemonade out of them. You know, I use my cards and playing well. Like, okay, I got this Uno card. I ain't got no draw fours. And you probably was, you know, giving draw fours so you could easily, you know, destroy me. But I'm going to use these draw twos and these skips and reverses to my advantage. So you probably thinking my hand better than yours and your hand not any better than mine, but I try to play my cards right. Right. So some of the things they say that affected them this year, Mm -hmm. I'm just going to cut out some things. Job Mm -hmm. loss, of course. A bunch of y'all said job loss. Uh, Too many deaths in my life. Mm -hmm. My body going through changes that I had no control over that scared me. Mm -hmm. Uh, New city, failed relationship. Most recently, I was beat down mentally and physically by a man that I loved. Mm -hmm. True relationships and attentions revealed. Um, Let's see, what was another one? Nothing new. Life repeats itself. Doesn't matter about COVID, the press. Are killings I've been affected. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was some things that affected them. Mm-hmm. And I also asked, how did you manage stress? A lot of people said prayer, um, mm-hmm. fasting, yoga, my favorite cannabis. <laughs> <laughs> I just started liking it when I came out here. I used to be, I tell everybody, I signed this reject all tobacco pledge and I was just in college. I didn't smoke, I didn't drink, I was always a designated driver. I didn't start drinking till after college. Wow. And I didn't start smoking. Well, I, I eat edibles. I mm-hmm. ate edibles a little bit back at home. But I didn't start, like, purchasing them myself instead of just getting them from other people freeloading until I moved out here. Really? Yes. And, I mean, I don't look down on it. Nope. You know, some people think that, I mean... You do what you do. Of course, if you're in a professional setting, you have to put mm-hmm. on that game face. But if you at home and you do it, trust and believe Chantal not judging you. Because <laughs> them little hours, I feel good. And I don't do it to escape. You know what I'm saying? I do yeah. it because it's fun. Like, most of the time when I do it, partake in it, it's in a social setting or when I'm recording. Mm-hmm. And, I like, today I didn't. I didn't partake in it because I want to make sure I, even though this is a relaxed conversation, still a serious conversation, yeah. and I didn't I didn't partake in anything, yeah. but I feel like I can function with or without it, and right. I don't do it every day. No, no shape to nobody that does do it every day, but y'all said that some people said sleep, sex, eating, music, talking to their friends, sitting yeah. quietly. Um, I think I said exercise, nutrition already. Wine, I got my wine in my hand too, girl. Yes, yes. Daily journaling. Uh, I used to journal, but I stopped because my husband bought me a journal and it had mm-hmm. scriptures at the end. It's like every time I wrote in it, the scripture at the end, I always pinpoint what I was talking about at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Like I wrote in it. He gave it to me, excuse me, 2017 when I was starting to flare up again. And I would write in and I'd go back. I always talked about my grandma. Mm-hmm. I, I was talking about Delta. I'm going to be a Delta so bad. <laughs> <laughs> Got the opportunity. Thank God. Yes. Um, <laughs> And yes. so uh, I was writing that. I was writing about planning for the wedding, different things like that. But if you got, like, if Lord forbid, if anything happened to me and somebody was to come across that journal, they'd be like, she lived a sad life. She was always mm-hmm. scared, mm-hmm. worried, upset about her weight, depressed about this, worried about that. Yeah. And that's not how I live. You know, looking on what I post and if you know me personally, how I talk and text. If you look at my phone, you be like, okay, she lived an awesome life. Right. A little too awesome. I'm glad none of her stuff got leaked. (laughs) (laughs) But that journal, that journal, yeah, it was like, dang, she got the blues. So he was like, baby, I know you always write because he doesn't. 
Well, if he has looked in it, I ain't gonna knock him because you got to do a little sip, a little checking. You know what I'm saying, mm-hmm. just to make sure. But he would notice that he would see me writing in it when something was wrong. Right. And when he pinpointed that to me, I was like, you know what? You're right. Right. And I have not read like I write like little check-ins. Yeah. But I don't write it anymore because I haven't been feeling those ways. Hmm. And I'm like, I've had a lot of good stuff and I had to just put in there, oh, I went to California to celebrate my anniversary. Oh, I just started a podcast. But I wasn't writing this stuff, but I was writing, oh, my manager, oh, get on my nerves. Yeah. I'm tired of being micromanaged. Oh, I can't do it. Anymore. Yeah. So I just changed the trajectory of that. Hmm. Uh, somebody said only two no three people only said therapy regularly hmm. only three yeah out of over 350 responses wow wow and okay. yeah not a lot not a lot another uh statement and we'll get back into talking in a second i just want to give some time to Bree. i'm gonna pass the hookah to you thank you thank you thank you <laughs> Does social media slash your surroundings make you question where you are in life? It was 50-50. Okay. So some people said yes, some people said no. And I can understand that because I would see so many people from Mississippi be like, oh, y'all, we are moving to Texas. And I'd be like, babe, look, they're moving to Texas. And I would be happy. Like, I'm being as, as honest and candid as I can yeah. be. I would be happy. Like, I don't hate on people. Yeah. I would be happy, but at the same time, I'm like, okay, so when are we going to move to Texas? Because we've been talking about moving to Texas since 2017. Mm-hmm. It's now 2018. What's going on? Right. So uh, now, you know, people are getting houses and having children. And I'm still working on the way I think now. But the past me would have been like, okay, when is our time? Right. But it's like I've been working on the self care, like you said. Mm-hmm. So now it's like when I pet, when I drive through nice houses, or if I see a little baby, I say, well, Lord, whatever you want for us. Like I, I just stop wanting what I wanted from me. Mm-hmm. And if you're not religious, that's fine. You can still find your way self care. I'm not trying to pin it on y'all. But I would just always when I see something that I admire. I say what you want from me because you don't know what's going on in somebody's world. Like, yeah, people always say they love me and Cortez. And I love me and Cortez, too. Like, (laughs) that's my favorite couple. But we are not perfect. And I think, like, you know, everything that we have, good and bad, I accept it and I take it and I love it. And I wouldn't change anything about it. But let's just say if you admire us and you had a little camera into our world and you saw some things, you'd be like, oh, hell (laughs) no. <laughs> you can have that. You can, I don't want that no more. Uh-uh. And there's so many people's things come with these entanglements being exposed mm-hmm. and Becky's being exposed. And people wondering, well, why are they still together and what they would that's that's their thing. So that's why I say in short, I try to ask for things that is deserving for me. Right. Because what's for me may not be for you. Absolutely. But that doesn't mean it's wrong. It's not saying you're gonna be in a lesser than or a better thing than I am. Exactly. Exactly. Girl. It's hard. It's hard. Yeah. So we talk about it, social media. I, that, that, that is social media. Yeah. So you have to get it, it thing a break some time. And I just yeah. try to, what I do, like I love the shave room. I love it, but I give it a designated time. Good. I don't be on the shave room all day. Now, Good. some days when I'm real bored. Like I'm just chilling the whole day. I took out work and I'm just lazy. And I ordered my little uh, delivery food, and I'm feeling good. I might see a post, and I'm like, ooh, it just got posted two minutes ago. If I post a comment, I might get a thousand likes if I heard a comment right now. I'll go ahead and comment, and I, yeah, I get some good likes. I'm like, I need to go ahead and follow this glass mic page. <laughs> yeah, so I do that, but I try to consume in that. 
Um, yes. I have recently unfollowed like over 2,000 people on my timeline. Wow. They ain't did nothing wrong. It's just I'm trying to make my timeline more intimate to what I want to see. Right. So a lot of people done got shit out. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, let me see if she following me. I'm going to unfollow her. <laughs> you know, I follow some people that don't follow me back. It's just because I like their content. I don't take right. it like, I don't follow you because you follow me. That's how I had so many followers in the first place. Mm. I'm not going to do that's important. And that's another therapy piece, too. A it, lot of people are giving because they feel like they owe and obligated. Exactly. Exactly. And I know I'm talking, so I'm going to give you the, the floor in a second. No, no, please. keep. But I'm just going over these little questions. Yes. So I also ask, do you find yourself upset for realizing certain things that matter to you were potentially affected by COVID-19 and racial equality? Hmm. 79% said yes. 21% said no. What I meant by that question, let's just say um, I have friends that are police officers. And, you know, before all of this, we still have this thing between Black Lives Matter and the police. Yeah. And I'm not going to go in depth with it, but it's like, okay, I'm black and I'm a police officer. Mm. Yeah. So it's like, okay, I'm talking about this, but I, I'm also intimidating my friend. Like, am I saying if the police, when I say if the police, am I saying if my friend too? And when I'm saying all lives matter, am I disrespecting my black friend? Yeah. So it's like, it's tough on it. So I, I wrote that question for people like that. Mm-hmm. Also, those who might work in predominantly white uh, places, yeah. you know, they may have a, I'm not, <laughs> I'm saying they may have a Karen, but they may have a Rebecca <laughs> or Melissa that says, hey, you know, I've been seeing what's on the news. And that. You know, they, they're in a whole different world. They can't, yeah. they can only go off of what, is being exposed to them and everybody knows the media and the press is controlled, you know, based off what we put like control by controlled I mean I control what goes on my Instagram. My Instagram I'm not gonna post that I had a bad day right. or I couldn't pay a bill. Right. All you see is that I'm out of town exactly. and it got paid somehow. So that's <laughs> right. what I mean by control. I'm not talking about no big thing, but right, right. So when they're coming to you, it's like Okay, you don't want me to wear this because of this and that and that. And it's just a big catastrophe. Mm-hmm. And before all of this, you know, their jobs were fine. It was okay being the senior vice marketing representative, president, CEO of the. Right. Hi, hi, hi. All these accolades. Yep. Yes. <laughs> they were good with it. Yeah. So that's what I meant. And this yeah. is the, the part where I'm about to. Uh, Going to the fun stuff, when I asked, what would you ask a therapist? And girl, I hope you brought you a pillow and a sleeping bag. We got a whole guest bedroom if you need to spend the night because it's some questions. Oh, let's do it. Let's do it. Look at all these questions. Well, it's not a lot. It's not bad like I thought, but I'm I'm going to figure out how to ask them. Yes. But before we do, um, y'all, I just need to put in an ad space right quick. Y'all know she orgasms. Y'all know I love them so much. You just gonna go home with a bunch of goodies. I'm excited, please. <laughs> so, I take these regularly. They're a female supplement. They are natural, so it's not anything where ten years from now it's gonna be like, were you affected by this? You might be entitled to compensation. Uh uh-uh. uh. <laughs> so it enhances your orgasm intensity. It increases your vaginal lubrication. It heightens your total body arousal and sensitivity. It enhances your energy, focus, and mood, and also increases your libido and desire, a.k.a. I feel good. I'm going to make me a dick appointment right now. (laughs) So it it makes you feel good. And it's, like I said, it's natural. And, it's you know, a lot of people take it. They say, well, I got the wet wet already. It's not just about 
your secretions from your walls. It's also, again, about your moods and how you feel. Because sometimes, you know, like you said, you're so busy, having a long day. And then, you know, you may not even be in the mood. Like, you're like, okay, I'm willing to do it, but I don't want to. Yeah. This makes you willing and want. <laughs> so, I want to give you, like, two of them. Okay. I don't know about your love life, you know. But, you know, if you like them, just send a smiley face emoji. Oh, I will. I will. So, you could take you. those two at the same time. Or you could take one uh, per time or however you want to do. Normally, I take them with my vitamins. I take natural supplements every day. Okay. So I take like one a day to already gone, be in my system for those spontaneous moments. Yeah. But if you would like more, just go on sheorgasms.com and use code C-H-A-N-T-A-L for a discount. You will not regret it. So we're going to go ahead and get back to the speaking piece. So I said that uh, what we would do is do the ask the therapist. So I'm going to just pick some questions at random. They may not be in a particular order, but I'm just going to ask. Okay. So what's the best way to get a therapist? Hmm. So I would say if you have a primary doctor, right? So if you have um, somebody that you're seeing for other stuff, whether it be like, I don't know, if you have high cholesterol, hypertension, whatever, or just like a regular checkup, if you have a PCP, and you are wanting to see a therapist. I think that's a very like easy, you know, first step is to just tell your PCP, you know, I want to see a therapist and um, they can always refer you to someone. A lot of them have a, ne a network of providers that they're associated with or at least know of someone that they can refer you to. And that's the easy first step. Okay. Um, I know a lot of people don't have PCPs you know, like they, you know, especially young people, you know, and that, and that's the population that I uh, mainly deal with. A lot of them don't have a PCP, don't need a PCP because nothing's really going on at this, you know, for yeah. a lot of people. At Those this are age. the lucky people, you know, like <laughs> yeah, lucky. for the most part, a lot of them are healthy and you might not, not, you know, you might not have a designated PCP. Um, I would say there's so, so many um, platforms on like social media, um, yes, here you go. Uh, so many platforms on social media. One that I like to uh, tell people about is Therapy for Black Girls. Um, mm. They have a nice little network of therapists uh, based off of what uh, state or city that you live in that you can literally just like type in your city um, and it'll provide you with a list of, of therapists of color who are in that community. Yeah. So um, that's a nice resource as well if you're wanting to look for a therapist. <laughs> This episode of The Glass Mic was brought to you by Destiny Cash Jones State Farm Agency. She wants to be the best part of your worst day. Her agency offers auto insurance, homeowners insurance, life insurance, health supplement plan, vehicle loans, and home loans. And again, her name is Destiny Cal Jones. She's located in the Dallas-Fort Worth Metroplex. So she specializes in us Texasippians. So people who've moved from Mississippi to Texas, those from Louisiana that moved to Texas, and that 1% that are actually from Dallas, Texas. Her office is available Monday through Friday from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. and on Saturdays by appointment only. Now you know she's trying to be the ultimate neighbor because on Saturdays, 
everyone is off and letting their hair down but she has her running shoes ready to work for you her and her agents can be located at 14902 Preston Road, Suite 912. That's in Dallas, Texas, 75254. Her number, 972-737-8380. And she's on the web at www.destinycashjones.com. Like a good neighbor, Destiny Cash Jones State Farm is there. And back to the show. So, like I said, I just moved here mm-hmm. from Mississippi. So, I didn't tell my, I mean, because everything happened so quick. Like, I didn't, matter of fact, the day that it was time for us to go ahead and put everything, everything in motion to move here, mm-hmm. I didn't wake up that day knowing, oh, we finna go to Dallas. Like, some crazy stuff happened in my, my last job. I was fed up, and like I said, I I was very candid about me being unemployed before, and I'm like, oh my gosh, I do not want to be unemployed again. Mm -hmm. I don't people thinking I can't keep a job. This really was not my fault. You know what I'm saying? That's me worried about other people. Right, exactly. (laughs) And so uh, my husband was like, just apply for stuff in Dallas. You know, it's a quick turnaround. I was like, I cannot believe he said that. (laughs) I mean, thinking how women, we already be like knowing and wanting, but we want the man to take the lead. And they can, but we, we... knowing stuff so I'm like <laughs> I didn't want to introduce it because I, I knew that me applying would cause us to be away from each other for some time right because of course mm-hmm. he has a job he has to put things in motion too and right trying to transfer the lease and all that so I'm like okay <laughs> so of course uh I'm, I said that to say I had to find a new doctor a new dentist yeah. just like I had to find new hairstylists and stuff like this right. so Same I went thing. on google and I looked up, you know, different doctors. I looked at the Google reviews. Mm-hmm. I looked at the hospital reviews, different things like that. And my doctor, I don't have a therapist right now. My therapist was black in Mississippi. Mm-hmm. But my doctor right now, this is my first white doctor. I always had black doctors. Mm-hmm. But I feel that he cares because he actually ran some tests on me that nobody ever ran. Like, he ran everything. Like, he said, uh, the blood. I didn't know your blood could tell you to tell that you were African-American. Hmm. Like, I got a big page of stuff and he was like this is different things this is your uh good cholesterol bad cholesterol yeah. i didn't even know that i just remember hitting that cheerios on my cholesterol. that's all i knew you know what i'm saying <laughs> yeah. again i'm a patient like right I'm like, oh, okay right and i'm like okay i take fish oil every day so my triglycerides went down because they were high last yeah. time i went to my doctor in mississippi so he told me my tri- triglycerides and i was like oh that's good yeah <laughs> that is good fish okay. oil is good y'all that, yes because i love thing. me some bad everything <laughs> and so um I, I know I go to him, but if somebody specific, and like I said, it's an OBGYN, so it was my first male doctor. Mm. It was the first male. And I remember my first time visiting him, and I had to get my little checkup down there. Cortez was on my AirPod the whole time. And I told him, I said, my husband's on my AirPod just listening in. <laughs> you know, nothing to you. It's just, this is my first time. He was like, that's right. fine. He had the nurse, a female nurse in there with him. But yeah. I'm comfortable, you know, with that. But everybody may not be comfortable visiting someone that's not African-American mm-hmm. or that's not a female or that's not a male if it's male listeners. Um, so I would say Google is a great tool. That is, yeah. It's a great tool. Absolutely. And I'm going to try to come up. I had another uh, friend that's a therapist back home in Mississippi, and she told me to come up with some type of list. But I know it's one around here that's floating around i'm gonna see if i can find it and when i do i will post it on the glass mic instagram yeah so let's go to some more questions uh what do you think stresses millennials the most i think it's approved approved from others 
and trying to fight generational curses because that's what I'm that's the, what this podcast is about. We're trying to fight generational curses, yes. So it's like, oh my gosh, I got so much on my plate right now. I'm trying to beat like my mama didn't graduate, or my mama had a baby at 15, mm-hmm. or my mama didn't make over thirty thousand dollars, or my mama didn't go to college, or my mama, you know, she had a sour relationships, right? So I don't want to do these. Right. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. I was, I would, I mean, where to start? You know, there's so many things I think that stress millennials out right now. I definitely agree with you. I think the pressure that we get from like society to be a certain way. And then also the pressure that we put on ourselves, just like you said, like we are constantly being fed images and things of like what other people are doing. Right. So like it's so easy to compare yourself to other people. I'm gonna I'm gonna give you my little chart of things, and my chart has changed, but this mm-hmm. was my original chart, and I've had it since I was little. I don't know what I was doing with this chart at five, wow. but I remember I never forget I was in private school and I was in a group and I was in the bathroom with a group of girls and we was going over how our life was gonna be, mm-hmm. and we all said we were gonna be married by twenty five, wow. yep. and so this is my chart. I said married by twenty five. Uh, I want. I always wanted to have a baby at thirty because my mom had me at thirty, and it's like, it was weird because so many of my friends' mom was like ten years younger than my mom. I'm like, huh? <laughs> <laughs> then I also had friends who were ten years older than my mom. Wow. So that yeah. mean they probably had them at forty and stuff. But right. it's like we always had this age. Like, oh, when you turn thirty five, your age gonna drop. Like, no, it's just everybody's different. Everybody's and so I say, okay, I'm getting married twenty five. Have uh, have my house. I don't think I said anything about a house because we always lived in apartments. But I was like, baby, at uh, 30. Mm-hmm. Um, grandkids at this age, da, 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 XYZ. So I got, I met, I met my husband when I was 24. I turned 25 in October. Mm-hmm. He proposed to me that March. So I got engaged at 25, but we weren't rushing to get married because I knew I wanted expensive ass with. <laughs> I done cussed again, y'all. I wish y'all had a tally sheet. I shouldn't make a contest. Guess how many cussing words I done said on this show. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, so um, we we got married in June two thousand eighteen. So what's that? Twenty six. Yeah. So I was I was right around the chart, and yeah. I'm twenty eight now, and mm-hmm. I don't have a baby yet. So I'm right on board for my chart. Like, girl, you got two more years before yeah. you have to pop that baby out. <laughs> Go ahead. But you know, in society, it's okay. Y'all got married twenty eighteen. Y'all two year anniversary just came up mm-hmm. in June, so that's going on two years and some change. Uh, I know y'all ain't wearing the condom. Where's the baby? Mm-hmm. You know, you know, Cortez is thirty. Now he just turned thirty. You know, men want they biological clock ticking. Cortez black. He should have been on his fifth kid by now. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Like, but I don't. I, at first, I did uh, fall into those theories and stuff, mm-hmm. but. Looking back on it, I thank God that, um, you know, we didn't try. Yeah. Because if we did and were successful, like I said, I wanted to move out here. And kids are a blessing. Don't get me wrong. And like I said, I always pray for God to give us what we want. So I'm not mm-hmm. saying that we wouldn't have been successful if we had a baby. But that's just not in his plan for us right now. Right. And I pray every day, you know, for everything. Like I said, the house. Mm-hmm. I don't pray just for the baby. But I pray for the house. I pray for the lifestyle. Um, I pray for us to use our gifts the right way before we call home and everything. Mm, right. Because this is just some cute stuff. It's just like when you get a job, they give you benefits, like insurance yeah. and all that. These are just benefits right now for the overall purpose. So um, I, I just, what really helped me a lot was to not try to please people. Yeah. And I think that therapy will help people to, again, do the self-care. 
And yeah. I think the hardest part, once you get the self-care, is going back out to the people that kind of make you. Like, let's just say, if my mama called me every day and asked me to come over and take her this, do this for this, can you clean this, can you get this for me? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yes, ma'am, yes, ma'am, yes, ma'am. But then I have a session with you, and you learn, you teach me how to be able to not be so um, available to everyone. Yeah. And then I get back out in the world, and my mama say, hey, can you call me? I feel like, okay, I had the therapy. I'm used to telling my mama yes. Right. I'm about to say no. I'm nervous. So I had that moment where I was nervous. Yeah. And eventually, it's like I, I just know, like, I can't tell everybody yes. And some people left out of my life because they noticed they changed and I wasn't appealing to them. But mm-hmm. I don't feel bad for them leaving my life. Like, I actually feel good. Like, bye. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> bye. I think part of, part of the issue is that a lot of us are, like, living to please other people, you know? Like, and... You live to please somebody for so long, you forget, like, what is actually important to you. You know, you lose that because you've just been living to please other people. And so, again, it's like that checking in with yourself and whatever doesn't align with the goals and the the morals and the uh, things that you have set for yourself will have to take a back seat to kind of live in your purpose. You know, like you can't be living for other people and expect that you are going to be the happiest that you can be because you just won't you just that just won't happen and so you you have to and sometimes it takes like a like going through therapy processing those sort of things and then becoming comfortable with the fact that not everybody's going to kind of follow you in that journey yes you know because i just I, I just started doing this but like i said i look at how god feels about me and also i said this cute little thing like how would young chantal feel and I honestly feel that if young Chantal saw me today, I'm not even in my prime yet, but she saw me today, she would be ecstatic. Yeah. She'd be like, oh my God, you're so pretty. Oh, can I touch your hair? Is this your real hair? <laughs> nah, she looks Chantal. This is a weave, but I'm just wearing it real good. Weave has came a long way since we saw that Remy and Yaki girl. Right. A long way. <laughs> so yes, like, baby, this is weave. She... I think she would really just love the fact, and then she'll be happy that I'm a Delta because she, you know, I, I, I even say, like, you know, when I was uh, seeking membership, I told my little story about when I was a little girl and how I saw it. And of course, my grandma and mom was one, but me really wanting to be one was me finding that on my own. So right. she would be happy just off of that string. Like, right. I know, she's like, I know, girl, my mama proud of you. Like, yeah, they are. <laughs> but I crossed it off my list, too. And she'd be happy that I was married. Um, she would love this apartment because it's nice. Like, it's just different things. But yeah. I think she would just be happy off of how I feel. Because, again, like I said, I was yeah. bullied at certain ages. Mm-hmm. And just to see that turn from me being bullied to the people um, that were bullying me, coming to me for like people that bully me, they apologize. Uh, they would come to me for advice. Yeah. Uh, they would tell me how proud they were and different things. Yeah. And I don't have a, a cold heart. I, I can be petty, but I don't have a cold heart. And I don't try not to belittle people. Yeah. So I don't be like, well, that's why blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. You know, different things like that because this um, karma's real. Um, but she would just be excited about the fact that so many people are admiring and seeing me and different yes, things like that. Yes. So I'm just like, what can I do to make little Chantal happy yes. and be her role model? And also, what can I do to make above happy? Mm-hmm. So those are the two things I care about. And I feel like if other people were to have it same or similar perspective, that that would change a lot of the trajectory of 
me pleasing people. Exactly. You know? And we and people just have to understand you slip and fall sometimes. Like right now I might be okay. Something may happen, you know, Lord forbid, where the podcast doesn't exist or I lose my job. Like I said, I was unemployed before mm-hmm. or something just may happen traumatic in my life. But what makes me me is how I handle like I know that every day is not going to be okay, but I try to find those coping mechanisms that can keep me pushing forward, which leads me to my next question mm-hmm. that someone asked, what are some good coping mechanisms? So for coping mechanisms, it really depends on the person. I feel like it's really individualistic. So like what I can say that I've seen people use that's been really helpful to them is kind of stuff that you've already named like physical activity now there's like so much research that shows like just like exercising on a consistent basis it boosts your endorphins it helps and your it's mood so hard. And it's so hard it's hard but i'm gonna tell you what got me it's into so it because and i'm speaking because i'm the patient but i live um it's not a lot of black people in this area. You're from Texas, so you already know. You might know a little bit about this area already, but it's not too many black people here. It's Caucasian, got Asian, um, Indian, but they're all Hispanic, and they're all, like, family-oriented. Like, when I drive around, preferably, like, during dinner time, I'm about to go give me something to eat, or if I go leave a gathering, mm-hmm. I see, like, a little couple and their kids walking, riding bikes, skating. It's so many parks. Like, every corner is a park. Mm-hmm. And I'm like... I'm gonna go to the park one day. Yeah. I'm gonna go walking. It's nice. I'm gonna go walking. Mm-hmm. Don't go walking. <laughs> Don't go nowhere. I had an opportunity. It's too high. It's 106 degrees. Texas is the devil. Like it they ain't hot. had it in Mississippi. It's humid, but it had some type of wind out here. <laughs> it's 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 bad. Like you gotta repent. Like I be repenting for stuff back in '09. Like <laughs> Lord, I don't know what I did then, but just please forgive me because if hell is anything like this, I don't want it. <laughs> and so you know, I just be like, dang, I don't want to go walking. They'll go ride bikes. And it's older people like I know them them guys like at least in their sixties. Mm-hmm. But it's like seeing in my world, not everybody's world, but in my world seeing six year olds and you ain't gonna see a six year old on no bike in my world. Right. You know what I'm saying? You right. know what I mean. Yeah. You know what Absolutely. I you know what I mean. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> so I'm like, I wanna be that person. Like I wanna be able to be physical and you know, I don't know if the shade room or anything will be in existence when we turn 60, but whatever's going on there where I want them to post me and be like, how old she is? Oh my gosh, she's 60. She look like she's 42. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I want that, but it's like, okay, I want it, but what am I doing to push it? And it, it took a lot for me mentally just to do simple tests, like taking the stairs. Like even now I can't, I could tell you what clicked in. I tell you on my Patreon, I'll put that in my notes, but what like clicked in for me to be like be more physical but now that i'm back into physical activity it's like oh my gosh this isn't that bad right it's not the whole day you know what i'm saying exactly but it's okay i like it and it made me feel good and it's important because that's that's the big thing right it's like you are really doing it for the feeling that you get afterwards now like 9.9 times out of 10 people who work out or do some sort of physical physical activity afterwards will say like I felt good about doing it mm-hmm. now like how they felt about starting it or like mm-hmm. actually getting up that's a different story but yeah. most times people are really happy that they did it and so that's the thing you have to focus on is like I know that at the end of the day when after I do this I'm gonna feel good about having done it and that's what you have to keep in mind and I also tell people you know like don't 
make it complicated, right? Like physical activity is not just like, oh, I got to go run a mile or I got to go to the gym and start doing this. No, it's like if you enjoy dancing, if you enjoy, you know, jump rope, if you enjoy swimming, if you enjoy walking, you know, like make it something that's enjoyable for you because there's so many things, um, there's so many things that count as physical activity, you know, and I think that's the, that's the one thing people, uh, forget about. Like if you go and you like to play, you know, a pickup game or something, go do that. You know, if you like to walk, even if it's like going to walk, walk around the mall, you know, like if you like, I feel I will encourage that to happen as well. Like just do something where you have to get up, you have to kind of move around, you have to get your heart pumping. And I promise you, it'll make you feel better because it, that's just what it does. It, it releases those hormones that are, that regulates your mood. And so it'll be helpful in any sort of way. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, well, another popular question was, why do you think it's hard to let go of past hurt and what would you recommend? Um, like what steps would you recommend on how to let go and move on with it? Yeah. That's a hard, that's a, that's a loaded question. That is a loaded question. Cause I don't know what your past is. Cause my past might've been, Oh, uh, no, my parents beat on me. Yeah, your parents might have been. My parents loved me. We ain't had no money. I couldn't be a cheerleader because we didn't have money. But right. they tried to make best they could. Or my parents died, and I don't know who my mama was. Or my grandma raised me, and I feel some type of that way on Mother's Day. You know what I'm saying? Like it's, it's different. so different for everybody. But can you kind of get like a general yeah response? Because at the for most people, the reason why it's hard to let go of hurt, like growing up in childhood, is because it makes such a huge impact and imprint on people's lives. Like regardless of what the event might've been, like you said, everybody's different, but it makes such a big impact. And so it really shapes the way you live, the way you present yourself to society, you know, like it, it really does that. And so the question about like what to do to start trying to let go of that is like acknowledging what it did to you you know mm. and a lot of people rightfully so right you minimize it because you know why would you want to sit in that hurt why would yes. you want to dwell in that hurt that you experienced in your past you wouldn't right it's yeah. a coping mechanism i'm about to block out whatever impacted me and hurt me in that way i'm blocking it out so i can continue to live my life and so that's understandable but at the same time if you really want to be able to process and get through whatever hurt or whatever um event happened to you when you were growing up you have to acknowledge the way that it's hurt you that's the only way you can start to and this, build and work through it and i i would give another example um how to manage to hurt so something again traumatic happened to me when i was younger and i found myself in my adult years i would have these dreams and i would have a dream of people that were part of the traumatic event yeah and I could not talk in my dream. Like, I felt, it felt like somebody had put a bunch of bubble gum in my mouth and I couldn't talk. Like, I tried to talk and it was just something stopping me mm -hmm. from being able to let it out. And they saw, but they wouldn't do nothing to help me. Mm. And therapy helped me because I had this type of resentment because the same people that were in my traumatic event are still in my life. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a lot for the black community. Like, these are yeah. people that are related to you. Mm -hmm. They yeah. not, they say, you know, lock your doors from strangers, but how do you lock a door from somebody that lives with you? Right. So, um, right. 
I had uh, did this little piece in when my grandma passed and I saw this person. I just had to tell them, like, you know what? I forgive you. Mm-hmm. Like, if, they didn't ask for forgiveness. They didn't say I'm sorry. Yeah. But I had to tell them, like, I forgive you. Yeah. And I and I meant it. Like, I pray for this person. Yeah. I ask God to forgive this person. And, you know, a lot of people are like, you know what? Forget that. I would be in jail right now. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? But I was in jail. I was in jail because I I was protecting myself in a way that wasn't right and it affected me in my sleep and it affected yeah. my thoughts and I would say these bad things and it ended up like you wouldn't be able to tell who the bad person was. Right. And once I was able to do that, I had so much release from me that I didn't know it was on the whole. Like I didn't know there was a weight. Yeah. It's a huge And it's weight. tough. Yeah. It's tough. And you know, we always want to be the bigger person but I feel like going out of your comfort zone is you being a bigger person. Because Absolutely. even though you may not see that person paying for whatever they did to you, it's it's coming back on them in some type of way. You may not ever get to see. Some mm-hmm. people, they're look, not lucky. They're able to see somebody being paid back from what they're doing. Some people see the person that did something to them elevate. Yeah. They're like, oh my God, how are they getting all this stuff? And I'm right here. It's not fair. Right, right. But it's like, you just have to be in tune with yourself. I'm not making excuses for anybody that did anything wrong. That is, again, another reason why you should go to therapy because everyone's situation is different, but I'm talking about my situation. I had to forgive because it, it, it just grasped, like, it was hurting me not forgiving. Yeah. Yeah. And I already know, like, again, I'm religious, so it's like, you know, God cares for his kids. So I'm I'm forgiving you because God says vengeance is mine. Mm-hmm. So I can't yes. I can't even imagine a fan of what he what he means by that when it comes to this situation. And I know that I've done things that probably hurt other people too, because I have been toxic. I'm a Scorpio. So you know as Scorpios, <laughs> oh. we sting. Yes. So it's yes. like I'm over here again, I say I repent for stuff all nine. How can I be forgiven for stuff that I might have hurt did to hurt somebody else if I can't forgive what people did to me. It's a chain yeah, reaction. It is a chain reaction. But y'all, please go to go to therapy so you can figure out your situation. Don't go off of what I said because everybody's stuff is different. I'm just telling y'all what worked for me. Yeah. So, I'm going to pull up another question. Mm-hmm. Do you think everyone needs a therapist? So, I kind of alluded to this earlier, but yes. I do think that everybody needs a therapist. I also understand that everybody cannot, it's not as easily accessible to everybody, but I think everybody needs the idea of the therapist. So meaning like, I think everybody needs to have a safe space to talk about and process things that have happened to them in their lives and figure out how to move forward in their, in their everyday being. Are there some free therapy resources? So, There are some organizations that offer free therapy. I know um, I have to look for the name of it, but there's one like, again, on social media that does like free therapy. There's very reduced fee therapy, like 20 bucks a session, which is like a, a steal that, um, your girl right here, baby. <laughs> I ain't never paid no hundred dollar session. You know? My parents might have paid for it when I needed therapy as a child. Like, <laughs> I always try to find the leaks and everything. Absolutely. Even now, Amazon already know I ain't trying to pay no regular price for nothing. <laughs> <laughs> and they do just as great. And they do just as great. <laughs> like people who see me, like so that's what I would say. Like if you live near like a a, a major like 
academic center, meaning like a hospital that has like medical students and people who are training, you can get therapy for like 10, 15 bucks a session. And you'll see people like me who are like finishing up training and they're so like, sacrifice them crab legs. Yeah. Go ahead. Just Starbucks, just a pa- a whatever, Chick Fil A, whatever you are like using on a weekly basis, use that and invest in your mental health. And because I do think everybody needs it, and mm-hmm. it's something again, it's like preventative. You know, you don't want to wait till you're at the bottom. Like, like I mentioned earlier, like people who come and see me, it's like they're. So that's when it turns into serious, so like psychosis. Mm-hmm. Girl, let me. I'm finna write the notes on my Patreon because I got a, a store for that too. Ooh we girl, we hit a nail on the head and we already deep into it. <laughs> but yes, I think that's good. And also I think that therapy is needed because of you're getting a non biased opinion. Yeah. Like, let's just say me and you we're sisters mm-hmm. and you say, you know, I really don't like XYZ about myself. And I'm telling you, like, girl, I love your hair. Your yeah. hair is bomb. I don't have no edges. Look how the edges you got, girl. <laughs> you know, yeah, and then they cute, girl. Edge try to work on my edges. But you, at the end of the day, you looking at yourself like, uh-uh, I don't like this. And nothing I'm saying to, like, you you taking in what I'm saying. Right. You really going to take it if I say something negative. If I say, if, if you in your edges, you going to take that in. Mm-hmm. But I'm telling you something nice about yourself. You're not really taking that right. in. So I think that it's good because... The therapist is not them saying, you know, you're not saying, oh, well, you're just saying it because you my my sister, right. you my mom, right. you my wife, you my husband, things like that. It's, this person doesn't know you from left to right. They only know what you're telling them. Exactly. And they are studying and training, you know, educated on how to handle that because you were not the only person going through this. Exactly. That's why I said the social media thing, you got to be careful because we're you're only seeing what we give you like yeah you saw the house but you don't know how we got to that house absolutely you know everybody's what I'm gonna put their best foot i forward. love kanye i love yeah. kanye and i still love kanye but you know him throughout the years it's like he literally broke down in front of the world and he yeah. has everything he just forbes just said he was a billionaire Everybody's trying to be, you know, getting that bag. Mm-hmm. I don't know how much a bag is worth, but everybody wants it. Yep. And it's like, he has the bag. He has the beautiful wife. He has the beautiful children. He has the questionable shoe line, but it makes money. Yep. <laughs> yep. He has the hits. He making royalties from songs that came out. Songs we probably don't even know the name of, but he's making money from writing songs. But here this man is having a breakdown in front of everybody. Mm-hmm. But it just shows it's not about the money or the status, but no. that's what we're posting. And so, so you can't go off of those posts. Not saying, um, you know, they're not perfect. Like, yeah, they, they, at the end of the day, they probably still have a good life, but it's all about that mental it perspective. Back. Yeah. Always. And I feel like the more you elevate in life, the more you do need a therapist. Mm-hmm. Cause it's like, oh my gosh, it's like climbing a mountain. Like, yeah, I was on the ground and I, I'm able to surface, but it's like, Okay, I'm on the cliff and I see the clouds and I see the trees and I'm scared. I don't want to fall. So you're getting that coaching to make sure you can stay afloat. Right. And just absorb everything around you. Not worrying about falling, but just taking in the scenery of what you accomplished. Exactly. Girl, I could be a street therapist. <laughs> You are hitting it on the head. Like when I hit stuff on the head, I forgot to say that, but when I hit stuff on the head, you can blow the bubbles. Oh we, yeah, just blow the bubbles for me one time. There we go. <laughs> yes. Hitting yes, on ma'am. the head. Hitting yes, on the ma'am. head. So uh I'm just gonna wrap it up a little bit. So what is some advice that you would give to the people? I 
would say, you know, especially right now, I'm going to speak for the, like, the times that we're in. Obviously, we're in a pandemic, and that's affected people's mental health in ways that you can't even imagine. So we're in a actual like medical pandemic, and then we're also in a racial pandemic, right? We're seeing constantly, we're being yes. fed images of black men and women being um, killed, murdered at the hands of, at, of police or vigilantes or whatever the case may be. So now more than ever, it's just so important to check in, which is how I started this conversation, you know, started this conversation off is like really check in with yourself. You know, this is not easy and give yourself some grace because I think people are like so focused on like, oh, you know, it's a pandemic. There's a little bit more downtime. I need to be doing this, this, that, and the third. And it's like, understand the times that we're living in though. It's a pandemic, you know, like you need to give yourself grace and, 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 um, and just like give yourself the space to like grieve and mourn and think and reflect because it's not that easy. Please tell them because I know you're gonna agree with me because I'm a street doctor, right? I'm a street doctor. <laughs> you're a medical doctor. doctor. There we go. Yes. So listen, tell them just because you got this time. Remember they chart I was telling mm-hmm. about. Yeah, I turned. I'm just making up a number. I'm, I'm a baby. Y'all old as hell. If y'all think mm-hmm. I, I don't know how old you are, you ain't gonna say it on the show. Okay, but if you are, don't get offended. But. You know, I'm 30, and for 2020, I planned this trip. I was supposed to go to Morocco, and I was supposed to have my wedding on XYZ day, and I was supposed to have this. I was supposed to close on this. I was supposed to get my promotion this day. I was supposed to go to this conference. Baby, use this year. It could either be a blessing or a curse mentally. It could be one. Use this as a worldly reset. Yeah. Like everything's on pause. This was because I was procrastinating so much on doing this podcast. I was supposed to years ago. I was supposed to do something like on YouTube, but I'm like, look, I don't brush my wig every day. <laughs> Sometimes this lash it do right. Sometimes the lash be down here. I eat dairy. I might get a hormonal bump right here. I don't know how to edit that out. I ain't got no money right now to pay nobody to edit it out. It ain't happening. But I just took advantage of what was going on Mm -hmm. being at home more and just like little pieces of things I had already and was like I'm gonna make the most of these yeah I'm not finna go on here talking about corona everybody in the moment talking about coronavirus and quarantine right so I'm just gonna make this like a little escape like y'all like my memes y'all like my story I like my rants let's just make this like a little quick podcast and now I've elevated to where okay I'm gonna go and brush the wig a little bit just for (laughs) y'all once a week I'll brush my hair for (laughs) y'all and I'm doing visuals now Mm -hmm. um so it's like I'm trying to take something again it's how I'm doing my life I'm trying to take something that's bad and make something good out of it because we're all going through it we're all going through it we're all going through it yes and if you all are listening and watching I'm very proud of y'all because y'all could have easily been like, okay, this ain't my episode this week. I'm good, so I ain't going to listen to that. But if you're listening, I really applaud y'all because this is self-care to listen. I'm I'm hoping that you relate to something that we said and was good. And as you notice, we did do the, uh, the segment with the letters this time around because I want to make sure we answered as many questions as possible. Mm-hmm. But you can write in your letters to info at theglassmic.com. In the subject line, put advice or unscripted events. You can be anonymous or if you want to go and get a little one, two, three, four followers, you can put your IG <laughs> handle in there. Cause I know all about that. I'm trying to get to ten thousand so I can get my little sponsor links in my story. Yeah, I'm I'm halfway there. Okay. Y'all, please help me out. Yes, help me out. Help your girl out. Yes. 
so if there are any plugs or anything you want the people to know about you, uh, how they can reach you on a medical yeah. perspective, or if you want them to follow your social media, um, this is your chance to go ahead and put that out there now. Perfect, perfect. So, yeah, if you are uh, interested in following me, so you can find me at, at Evoloski, so E-V-O-L-O-S-K-Y. I am um, working on my actual, like, professional page. So just, like, and it really is just about me posting content, like, yeah. tips about mental well-being. I mental follow a wellness. bunch of those type of pages. It's just memes and tips and stuff. Yes. I and, love those pages. And, and me, too. And so I just feel like, you know, I want to give back, like, everything that I know, all the knowledge that I have, I really want to give back, especially because I, I have a, a, a real focus on, like, millennial age african-american people right up by alley yeah <laughs> so so if that's something that you're interested in please follow my uh, other page it's uh, what's good dr ev so what's like w-h-a-t-s good g-o-d-d dr ev d-r-e-v g-o-o-d 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 mm-hmm. okay cool i told you like normally I'm 420 friendly on the episodes. Yes. By the t- they already know by the time of the end, I can't spill nothing. <laughs> so I'm not like that right now. So I'm over here like, okay, is everything spelling right? Yes. So now I'm over here being critical. Okay. And yes. can they make appointments with you? So if you are interested in like seeing me, um, you can definitely DM me and message me. I will, I can send out an application of where I am working. So like I said, like that academic center where you can get a uh, reduced fee therapy. Um, I'll send, I can definitely like email out the application, just reach out to me via DM and, um, I can just email you that application so you can work with me. Okay. Yeah. Girl, nothing wrong with that. Mm-hmm. And also listen, if y'all want to boo, show you can cry on, we are doing matchmaking Wednesdays again. So if you're trying to get chose, submit your matchmaking Wednesday info. Um, you can send it to the glass Mike's Instagram, or you can send it to my personal Instagram, the Chantal Lewis. Uh, to see how those are. If you scroll down on the Glass Mike's Instagram, you can see some of the past contestants. Also, if you look in the highlights of the Glass Mike page and mine, you can see previous contestants. If they not booed up. Now, we ain't trying to break up no apartments or happy homes. So don't... <laughs> if you do that, don't tell me because it ain't my business. <laughs> but, you know, you can see those contestants and you can be one. Um, also, if you would like to sponsor an episode... And I'm very excited because I'm starting to get some new sponsors Ooh. in. Girl, I'm so excited. Like, okay, black girl, man. Yes. Uh, yes. girl. So if you want to sponsor someone, like if you're an up-and-coming business, if you have a product, whether it's a t-shirt or some hair or some wine or anything that you feel would be great for the people, send that in to Info at the Glass Mic as well. We can negotiate as far as you sponsoring if you want to produce products or if you want to purchase ad space. And as y'all know, I ain't finna have no just anybody sponsoring. If it's on here, it's because I like, like I said, I just promote the six chocolate. Yeah, They're not I'm, even sponsoring yet. Yes. So I try good. to make sure everything is a, a piece of my word. I've tried it or I stand behind it. Also, if you want to support the page, uh, we do have Patreons. I was telling y'all some things that doesn't make the podcast. It's a little too candid. Um, we do have on Patreon, so you can hear those answers. The best tier is the all-in tier. So get in that all-in tier. Go on Patreon.com, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com, slash C-H-A-N-T-A-L-E-W-I-S underscore. Or you can look at the links 
um, in the social media bios. Click that and subscribe. Or if you want to send a one-time donation, you can do the cash app. That's uh, cash symbol, the glass mic, spelled the way it sounds. Um, also, if you are listening on Apple or any type of platform that allows you to review, please subscribe. Subscribe so those episodes automatically come to your phone. Rate them five stars. Of course, if you're doing a one star, why are you listening? <laughs> like, why? Just, just being no, real. Seriously, I mean, why? yeah, you're getting me more listening. Thank you. You're, you are contributing. But why would you review less than five? Like, why? Yeah. <laughs> and five review. Stars. So leave some little reviews so people can be like, okay, I know this person. I know they wouldn't just make up anything. Right. I can tune in. And lastly. I, like I told you, I want to get my followers up because I want to try to reach more people like yes. y'all. And my Instagram is T-H-E-C-H-A-N-T-A-L-L-E-W-I-S. And the Glass Mike Instagram, of course, is T-H-E-G-L-A-S-S-M-I-C on Instagram. Um, also, the Glass Mike is on Twitter and Facebook. Um, I'm not a big Twitter person. I, I like to see pictures. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a visual person. Same. Some people be going viral. I'm like, I got a twenty thing. They <laughs> <laughs> be going viral off of one plus two because three. I'm like, I got a twenty thing. Right. They got fifty thousand tweet retweets. Like that. I'm just waiting on one of my little Instagram things to just go the right way. And once they do, I'm gonna plug everything. <laughs> so yeah, I want to thank y'all for tuning in to the Glass mm-hmm. Mic where there's no script, just transparent talk. I want to thank you, Doctor Doctor. Dr. E, (laughs) listen, when we at brunch (laughs) and they try to play with you, listen, she a doctor, don't play, listen, (laughs) I want to thank you also for coming on, and I also want to thank our sponsors uh, for supporting the vision, and I want to thank you, our listeners, for supporting the brand, I do this for my family, I do this for my friends, but most importantly, I do this for the people, I'm Chantal, and always, I love y'all. Thank you. You're welcome. Hey, y'all. So, I've created a personal subscription called Patreon for my followers, also known as the people, so that y'all can see and hear content that didn't make the show. So, to get onto that, go on patreon.com slash the glass mic and pick the two that's best for you. Of course, they're all budget friendly, but my personal favorite is the I'm All In tier because that one has the juiciest information, no edits, no cuts, some name drops, all of that good stuff. So again, go on patreon.com slash the glass mic and tune in. Thank y'all.